Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. Every so often you meet someone who you just can't wait to talk to again. And my guest today is one of those exceptionally special people. He's uh, truly, he's a man who brings out the best in others. In fact, uh, he's been doing that for MTV stars as an executive producer. He's been doing that for brand ambassadors and business owners. And today he's... uh, going to do that for and with us. Uh, He's an Emmy award-winning media advisor, a podcast host, an author, and more than that, more than that, he's a really great human, uh, which is, it's just, uh, it's so good. Here with me is Vinny Parastivo. Vin, welcome. Yes. By the way, thank you for such a gracious um, uh, introduction. I uh, I have a lot to live up to in that, so I'm, I'm pulling my sleeves back. <laughs> tell, me, tell me what part of that isn't true. You are oh, a man. great human, and everything else is just the stuff you've done. So it is, isn't it? It's all all breadcrumbs, dust in the wind. Uh, it's it, but it's a, it's a it's a cyclical uh, journey. It's a round planet, um, and the good part about it is is you know uh, coming around on those the, the trail end of said journey and being able to chart new territory you know very true i love that part of it very true and you've branched out on your own so you know we'll talk a little bit about that um when you and i were speaking you uh i had the pleasure of being able to to talk with you it's been a little while but it's you know things stick so you you, uh, you <laughs> where to start? Where to start? You started with go psych. gentle on me, go gentle on me, Doc. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you started, you have a psych background, sort of. Um, yeah. you learned that parents make mistakes, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you also sort of stumbled into uh, like this brand awareness. So, talk about let's do this, let's talk about some of the things you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to wind back the clock and go into some of the things that you um, kind of led you to now. Oh yeah, well that's so. You're this is so, this is so. Uh, this is like you know, <laughs> this is like what's happening with Marvel Universe right now. Uh, we've been celebrating superpowers for so long, and then suddenly there's like this big need to have to go all the way back to the origin story to understand how we got those superpowers. And I, I have to say, because uh, the stories have changed. You know, I know the yeah. power of story is something that people talk about, but 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 how how much power can a story have if stories have the ability to change as quickly as they do? The facts and the characters, those don't tend to change, but the story changes based on the narrator, based on the audience, for True. sure. I mean, we've heard uh, we've heard uh, you know adult nursery rhymes in in our childhood nursery rhymes in in, in comedic context. So you know, yes. Uh, yeah, I, a, and and what I grew up with was kind of brutal compared to what people are growing up with now in terms oh, yeah. of nursery rhymes, right? Oh, yeah, well, and, and and childhood stories. So, but even just yeah. what you used to be able to what what, what the jokes on SNL in the sixties and seventies would never would never fly nowadays either, and for good reason. <laughs> by the, and for good reason too, and they were and they were in, in a good place in a good public forum to get to work that out. Levity has this ability to break barriers. It's something I learned early in my career. Um, something I think that that i i had to tap into in my childhood to get out of dark deep situations that i didn't choose to put myself in and um uh uh, i think a lot of people can relate to having uh parents and and maybe with addictions and in and out of rehab and maybe a lot of unfortunately but a lot a lot i'll have a lot more in common with people who have had that type of childhood who've maybe been one of many siblings or the oldest where they feel you know the responsibility and the weight of the world falls on your shoulder if if you were a young male in the 80s this this term you know uh, well you're you're the man of the house you know this this idea of like there needing to be 
a man of the house and for that to fall on the youngest of kin. It's an interesting dynamic to have been born into, but I was given the opportunity to spend a lot of time, as we, as we mentioned earlier, I spent a lot of time with psychologists as a child. I sat in that seat and I played chess and Othello and I played board games, not even realizing what they were getting out of me, the places that they were getting me to open up to, to understand. Um, but it was levity that let me get through the darkest moments. And um, that that's something that I carried with me throughout my entire career. Uh, not to say that I make light of any situation, but it, I choose to, and by the way, I, it doesn't mean I don't cry. <laughs> I cry at like everything. I cry at, I cry at when kids figure out their superpowers. This is so silly, but in movies, when kids figure out they have like a superpower or they do something amazing, oof, you give me crying a heartbeat with that kind of storyline or, or um, Yellowstone's got me going crazy too. Just very emotional on that, on that series. Um, but isn't that great powerful- though? The, the, the whole idea of um, because that theme is you come into understanding who you are. And so that's so relatable, right? It's so relatable. You as a good human, you as you know, an, an individual, and I'm talking to every single audience member who's listening to this or watching this. Um, and by the way, I've had some internet stutters here and there. So if it freezes, okay. it's only for a second. Just keep it, keep, keep with me. We're all, we're all here. But the the whole idea of understanding like, wow, I, I, I am somebody special in this sea of other special people. Like I have something to bring uh and and this is so true for each one of us and for you i mean you went through some severe adversity we don't have to touch on all of it you've alluded to it um uh but the idea is you you came through it and levity good humor i mean that there are other people that that turned very dark with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like got very bitter about, you know, why me? And instead of why me, you did this almost immediate bounce into, well, it is me and I got something to offer. It is me. I'm here. Um, and I think it also taught you how to look almost objectively at other people, right? Mm-hmm. That. And that's what what made you, I think, a good producer, right? You you get to see what's good in others. <laughs> and, and I get the, the best and the worst, right? You do. Um, uh, you know, because because you can measure high, there. you can measure cold, that's for sure, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, I was I was the kid in school who would get picked on in class, and then at the end of class, I would go up to the teacher and I would say, you know what, they just don't, they just they just don't get it yet. They just don't understand how mean they're being when they say those words to me. So I don't take offense to it. My teacher would get upset sometimes, and, and rightfully so. But there was this like passive aggressive, I don't want to say passive aggressive part of me, but there was this passive part of me, and maybe it is passive aggressive. I don't know if that's good or bad. But there was this Let piece me of judge. me that, no. yeah, right? Like I'm, I'm putting it before you literally. And there was this piece of me that just, it, it was acceptance. It wasn't passive or aggressive. It was acceptance. I, you know, this moment stinks and I wish I didn't have to go through it. And um, uh, uh, <laughs> great, uh, for second, third, fourth grade for me were hard because I went to a private school with my, I went to a Baptist private school in Staten Island, which I guess are, we were really focused on our, our reading and our writing skills were really, really focused. So when I got to public school, I, I felt I could read a lot quicker. I could write a lot more than most of my team, my, my teammates, I were going to say, oh, I love that. But my, my classmates, and I would get frustrated and I, I remember, I remember sitting in that class, being like, "Let me just say it for them. Let me just finish the sentence for them," because they just, you know, wanting to help them, but realizing that that's not coming across. <laughs> that, yeah. that beautiful gesture isn't coming across and being received the way that uh, it's meant to be, especially when someone is is trying to figure it out and wants to and has the right to figure it out themselves. But it, it was in that chair in psychology that I, I had that awareness, that greater awareness, that almost awareness of my actions. As a child, I think I think kids now, for better or for worse, I think for better, have the ability to see some type of likeness or image of themselves of social media. 
So there is an awareness of how, how they fit in the world because that's the world that we live in now. When whereas when I grew up, there was no, there was we knew what we didn't know, but we didn't know how much we didn't know. <laughs> true, you know, true. I think you know you had an advantage of becoming what's known as actor observer. So you could be in the moment and above that moment watching yourself. And that is actually a hugely developed skill that most adults don't have. Um, and I do think that with social media holding up the, the phone and, you know, projecting a certain persona, mm -hmm. um, it does allow for, well, this is who I'm going to show up as. Um, but it's not exactly the same as what you did, which is actor observer. Mm -hmm. You were watching yourself in in trying to project you know this is who i want to be like let them look at me and it's still about look at me look at me and uh, with the hope the hope that they'll be perceived a certain way not the objective what yeah. am i trying to do really oh, yeah. really what am i trying to do right so so there's still look, this I, the way you describe it, it it almost it almost starts to feel like a superpower but i'm like wait but you don't understand i had to do that and back then this back i.e before social media and the internet back then we had dozens if not hundreds of different types of groups different types of friends that like different types of music and i had my youth group friends here and i had my math group friends there my my high school my, my gay secret friends here and my theater friends there and um, ironic that those two friends weren't in the same friend group. It drove me crazy. I was just thinking stereotypes. <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> um, but but it was that it was that innate need to need to fit in that 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 I wanted so bad in high school for sure. And I know I didn't get it, but I wanted so bad just to fit in that I I would change. You know, <laughs> you looked at my wardrobe, you'd think it was like Halloween every day. Like, am I am I goth Vinny? Am I like which pick pick a pick a version? You know. And, um, and, and so much of that teen part of my life, wanting to please people, wanting to be accepted, you know, it's a defense mechanism to want to be, I mean, it's a survival instinct to want to be accepted. You know, if, I, if I'm not in, I'm out. If I'm out, a lot can happen to people who are out, you know? So That's I'm looking at it as how do, how do I stay, how do I stay, you know, in, but still stay myself That's without huge. compromising, you know? That that in itself is like, that is the existential quest. And here's the thing you talked about change and, you know, depending on the story and depending on the audience, the truth yeah. is that we, we believe that if we become one thing, if we, if we become this one person will be in forever. And the truth is we need to keep evolving. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, one of the strangest things about adolescence is that, you know, people try so hard to stand out in order to fit in that they end up <laughs> becoming very samey. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's like, am I goth? Am I uh, theatrical? Am I, you know, <laughs> what am I today? And, yeah. it's, and it's like, well, you're doing it to, to fit in. There's hey, so it much also makes about... me a great karaoke bar, you know. <laughs> you throw any song on, and I don't know, I don't know the lyrics to anything, but I get, the, I get the musicality to it. Sure, all. <laughs> That's awesome. The the whole idea of uh, uh, this has become a, a theme in in my recent podcast, which is interesting. The idea of in group, out group, and interloper, and Really, it's a matter of, well, who do you want to be? Because you'll define your group versus trying to fit in, you know, and and um, I think that is the personal quest that we finally get through at some point. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I don't actually have to fit in. I don't actually have to continue to seek approval from others. I'm me and people either will like me or not that's okay i just got goosebumps i i wrote down active observer this, this those two words together really really resonate with me active but when observer you, you're in the moment you're watching the moment yeah when you when you talk about about me being aware of the group it makes me aware that i'm also actively able to observe being inside and outside the group yes <laughs> I, you're talking to the guy who helped cast Housewives of New Jersey and and, and Housewives franchises that 
have lasted 20 years, which are the social con- uh, Laguna Beach, the hills on MTV. Like these are social constructs that are literally about being on the inside or the outside. It's literally when you look at the the construct, when you look at, at the, uh, the data points of yeah. story and character and where the story engines are pulling con- conflict from usually, um, it's in or out. And uh, that's brilliant to think of. Um, it's it's funny to think of now how I've been able to um, been put. I've been put in really pristine situations, places where I can't disrupt. Um, but I have to disrupt. But I can't disrupt. I can't change reality because we're about to capture reality. But I also have to figure out what the opportunity and promise is. And a lot of that has to do with that that sort of like group mentality of in or out. I love I love how the housewives has has evolved a bit more to be less about it, it it's less about the group and it's more about uh individual you know it feels more individual one on one as opposed to the ensemble piece which was originally what i was set out to do cast an ensemble now it feels like six individual strong storylines that interweave together and like that that construct has changed since you know re- early reality tv days but probably yeah. for that reason because that's doom, in or out of social constructs. That's social doom. <laughs> it, it totally is. I uh, I will admit to having seen about zero uh, Housewives episodes, and <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Osborne, I can go down any Osborns, Newlyweds. I don't want to. Be- I don't want to beg a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pieces. Okay. Okay. And okay I understand the. <laughs> I, I understand the the concept. It's just. Um, and there are a lot of a lot of my friends watch them. <laughs> you know, they become they become uh, cultural examples. Oftentimes, it's, they become relevant. You know, it's they become part of the lexicon and vocabulary because of this the familiarity of complexity and relationships that you can now say, "Oh, someone was being Ramona about blah blah," and we now have yeah. that understanding of that. <laughs> And that is the that is the key is that we find ourselves in each of the stories. And so for, mm-hmm. you know, when you describe we, you know, we started as a group and now we've got six individuals that we're following that that uh, whose lives intertwine. That's brilliant. That piece is brilliant because we will find ourselves as individuals uh, either <laughs> pro this person mm-hmm. or or shunning this person and again then that person's in group or out group with each of us so mm-hmm. it's a it's it's brilliant how you've done this and um you know i i, <laughs> I shared with you that i don't watch it because I, i'm not coming to you a, as kind of a fanboy you know it's it's like i love what you do i love how you pull people together oh yeah um thanks and i love how you get to like your perspective is it's so good and i guess i guess that's what i'm after too is what do you have like in (laughs) in weeding out the drama while Mm -hmm. creating drama because conflict is is watchable Right. But in weeding out the drama and working with the individuals, what are you noticing and what kind of like, are there leadership lessons along the way that you can offer, you know, as insights? It's like, hey, you don't have to be a this in order to get that, you know, kind of. Yeah. Well, okay. I think a couple of things that come to mind especially in this like multimedia world that we live in. Um, there are some trigger words, transparency, authenticity. Let's talk about that for a second. So, so transparency is really interesting in the reality TV world. You know, um, there's, there's, there, the network can only edit the actions that you give it. Um, it's very hard, you know, to be honest. Um, also, it doesn't have control. The network doesn't have control over your social media or, or your private media, meaning your blogs or your newsletters. So you, you do have an opportunity to show up in a public forum that is an image that you don't have control over and then have the ability to be transparent in your actions on other platforms and allow people in on the process. That That's really helped people who, you know, we're, we're getting in this world and 2023 is this era of, of 
of AI. There is a lot of uh, there's a lot of hype right now around something called Chat GPT. It's um, amazing, and it's <laughs> and it really truly is. I can't. I, I'm not going to lie. I literally took time coded notes from a podcast. I said, "My name. I'm Vinny Palestivo. My podcast is. I have a podcast. Write a podcast description using these time coded notes." And it gave me a phenomenal. And then I said, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, you're good. you're that good. Give me a 600 word essay so I can make it so I can put it on like a newsletter." And it did that. And I said, "Now I need good headlines and 50 tweets. Give me 50 tweets about." And it kept going on and on. So the the input dictates the output. If anything, that's you know lesson number two. There uh, is the input dictates the output. That's definitely a yeah. leadership role that I've learned from this. You know. Uh, I think that's why I like podcasts so much. There, it's Play-Doh. It's input. It's it's raw material that is unsullied, un, often unfiltered, and generally speaking, pure. It's it because we, the people, own it, and it's coming from us. Um, yeah. We have so much control over it in development, and by by making it, it allows us to take it to the next level. But the input dictates the output. Um, that's that's you know based on if if I'm. You know, that's any, anyone out there who's looking to communicate. And we talked about some of these shows before. You know, most people don't watch movies. Most people can talk about a, a, their, a, a movie just based on the amount of trailers, you know, that they've seen from them. Most people will see the trailer. More people will see the advertisement than the episode. Um, this is also a big reason why I ask people in podcasting to make sure they're creating ads because I, you know that that more people will hear your ad and see your ad than actually hear or see your podcast. Like you, you, you know that that's going to happen. So like, why not, why not start with numbers that are already in your favor? That sounds like a great place to start. Um, maybe that's maybe that's like leadership lesson number three is like knowing where to start. You know, often people want to start pending where they want to end or there's some type of journey. You know, uh, for me, it's about creating space, grace, and, and, and the time to do it. Uh, so I, I think that knowing, knowing when and how and, and, and where to, to start to kick a project off so it's sustainable. Um, that's, for me, the piece that I'm looking for. I look at some of the series that are still on MTV. There's a show called The Challenge, which is a, a show where they they, for Gen Z, so weird. I'm thinking of the, which generation is watching MTV right now. <laughs> the Gen Alpha, actually, generation where they push them to their physical and mental, you know, challenge. They challenge them to their 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 maximum. And Amazing. Um, it's been it's been cool to be part of those giant TV franchises that have sustained now 20 years and, and does dozens and dozens of of giant pieces of talent that have come from it. I think um, as a testament to knowing where to start. Uh, creating it with the right people in mind, the input dictates the output. You know, it, 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 if the right people from the get-go aren't attached to the project or helping you, if you're not getting your information from a source that sweetens the conversation, that complements the conversation, you know, we have so many options now. And I think that's really important. That's huge, right? So know where to start, create. I love create space and grace and, yeah. um, and get support. I think that's huge too. Um, by the way, create, create, uh, space and grace. Do you know what that looks like for like SNL? Those, you know, you see those colored index cards and it, you ever see like, if you ever watch like a TV show and they have like on a bulletin board and there's like index cards, that's space yeah. and grace. That means I need space to create like episodes and time. And I need to be able to remove the, the graces. I need to be able to change that card out. If that card needs to be moved someplace else, I'm going to create it and it's going to stay. It's just not going to stay put. And that's that grace ability to it. I, I need to have those boundaries um, in place to be able to start creating because, because creating is the act of taking a concept internal and making it external. It's an, it's an internal idea that gets executed externally. So if I can't let go of the concept in, in its entirety, then I'm not done creating it yet. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's brilliant. You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. 
exploreexponentialsuccesssummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.exponentialsuccesssummit.com. I had a question for you about mindset steps, like how to get clarity for creatives and how to take inspired action. What, what, how, you know, it's sort of like, all right, I want to create, you say it's internal and it's external. And, you know, I'm sitting here with a, with a blank keyboard or blank, you know, screen blinking at me. Like now what? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if you're, if you're like me, it starts with the title. I am like, I will not write the first paragraph if I do not feel good about the title. It's, it's a horrible writer's trait, by the way. And I hope not, not everyone has that, but if you do, my first, book, that, my first book changed titles three times and did it? <laughs> yeah. did you need the title first to be able to then write it? I did or? because that for me was sort of like the, out- yeah. that's my outcome. That's what I'm after. Yeah. But then, like I, my first, my first book called choosing your power, it started as uh, a worthy struggle and it was about the, yeah. human, the human struggle. And then I realized darn it, everything I'm writing about is struggle. Yeah. And I don't want to write a book about struggle. I want to write a book that's that's more inspiring than that. And I wrote this book called, um, so I, I changed the title and it was called Better Every Day. And it was like, that's yeah. awesome. Better Every Day. And then uh, as I concluded that, uh, it turns out that that URL was owned by an acne medicine company. And I'm like... <laughs> I can't, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> so uh, I did some rewrites because what is really, what is this about? It's choosing yeah. your power. It's how to step in and choose your power. By the way, the whole thing with, with post-its. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, I, I write actually my books. There's a wall where I have lines of this is going to be a chapter. Oh no, this belongs over here. Oh, this goes yep. here. This doesn't belong at all. Like and and so I love that you're talking about like how to how to make that happen. Now imagine that with a lot of uh, uh, women women's names with a lot of Italian last names as the casting board for for Real Housewives of New Jersey. That's what it's about. You know, you, that's exactly what it. And you we would even take a little string sometimes and start to attach them so people understood. And then eventually we create actual character maps. Um, I love yeah. hearing your your book title. Um, uh, uh, linear experience you went from identifying the pain which was struggling realize that strugglers don't want to read a book about struggling it's like it's like how how to not how to not sink says someone who's like trying to you know right um so and and you turn it in here so there's this there's this you know pain drain and gain concept that i have there you know there's a pain that people are going people people, there's a reason why people aren't doing what they're doing there's a drain there's a physical a a mental and emotional or time kind of fits into both of those um a, a component to what is it, what it takes to be successful and then and then ultimately where you landed which is the gain so maybe to answer this question i would say i would write down the pain the drain and the gain of what this book will be and you'd be surprised at where your title might live in between in between where you're coming from where you want to go and where you know you can take all of us um, that's where, that's where I would start on, on a blinking page right now, uh, is identify the pain to drain and the gain of the audience that I know that I want to talk to because I want as much as, as, a, <laughs> uh, it's not, <laughs> I haven't had like a lifelong, I'm, I'm starting to laugh about like how, um, uh, people fantasize over maybe like a wedding for their entire life and they have a certain way it needs to be. I'm so lucky that I haven't been dreaming about a podcast my entire life. So it doesn't, doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be anything else other than what, what you want it to be. I get to own it. You get, I get to serve it to you. And if it's not in your language, your vocabulary, if you're, if it doesn't speak to your culture, your community and, because those are all the places that I want to make impact. And if I can figure out the, the, the pain to drain the gain of what this podcast could you know, present or this creative project or whatever it is could present, 
then um, I feel like that's a, for me, that's a great place to start. I, I started, I started my journey um, and, and ultimately ended up calling my, my podcast. I have a podcast for two reasons, oh, three reasons, really. One is, is a nod to my childhood. I grew up around adults who introduced themselves and they said, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. And I loved understanding who was and who wasn't recovering because it helped me know who had a skill set, a vocabulary, a language that I knew I could talk to them in. Just with 12 simple steps, I could relate to someone in such a simple way that allows me to connect with them on a deeper level. And podcasters have a special skill. We've got to create and research and output and input. And there's so much that it's so much more than just creators or I'm not taking anything away from influencers and social media content, but the podcast art form requires a different type of creative skill set. And if I can meet someone and they tell me I have a podcast and I know, <laughs> I know you're my type of person, whether you like it, because whether you have a podcast that you love and listen to or have one that you record, you know, your own, I, that's my type of person. Also, I wanted it to be a little clunky. I want people to see what I'm going to do with I have a podcast, how I turn it into a TV show and a radio show and uh, a Google News verified news platform for podcast discovery and uh, in 2023, I hope to be able to launch maybe more of like a podcast directory. So I can, it's, I'm to all about growth and distribution. And I think that there's going to be um, a need for curation in the future. So uh, anything that I can do, you know, for that, but, but it starts with the getting clear, uh, getting clear on the goal. And I would start with that, the pain, the drain, the gain. The second thing I would do mindset in terms of mindset steps is come up with a strategy. And in terms of the strategy, I would focus on who not how. I, I, it's very easy to come up with a list of things that need to be done. Those are all going to change. Technology is going to change. All of a sudden, there's going to be this chat GPT thing, <laughs> but you're, you don't need to spend a penny anymore on, on copywriting, even though you should definitely learn. There's going to be ways to master it for sure, but um, I'm excited about how technology has come to place. And that allows you to create tactics. It allows you to take inventory of the people around you so that you can develop. And in, in developing the concept, you develop a creative concept and also understand how you're going to distribute it, right? If you're, if you're distributing it and developing it, if you're distributing it and developing it simultaneously, you have the ability to have that distribution um, partner be involved in and maybe uh, buy into the concept or even be able to give you some information that will make it more successful for their audience. And uh, I think that the fifth, the fifth step for that, for that mindset hack is, is just take inspired action. If it's not fun to make, it's not going to be fun to watch. It's not, no, it, <laughs> they say in TV, you can't publish a turd. <laughs> so like you can edit something until you want. And then after a while, you're just going to have to put it in black and white and pretend like it, you know, or, or just, or, or, or maybe I was, or turn it into a podcast and just keep it audio where the video doesn't have to complicate things. And but anyway, that's great. I was, uh, I was told that phrase, um, by the way, <laughs> when I took over, a a very particular club, <laughs> And, and they were, you know, people oh, yeah. like, yeah, sorry for that you're the president now because you just you can't publish it. It's like, that's awesome. It's a really funny old, it's a funny old, I, I never, I can't believe I even said that. But that's, now you know why I left TV, the, the way they talk, those savages. Um, but also <laughs> it, it speaks to, it speaks to um, the temporary i don't know it, the the lifeline i don't know it, it makes it makes it feel like uh there's a lot more options in the the public space than there are in, in the independent space in terms of a growth and i i think that as independent creators we have so much more space to do what we can do that larger companies can't do and and also that i really believe i don't know really believe in like the this podcast space right now I, I want to back up um, and just highlight some of what you said, because I think it actually speaks to not just podcasting, not just writing or blogging. I think it speaks to any of us who have any kind of goal. And, you know, you'll find yourself in your life. We are into a new year. This is awesome. Now what? And so you take inventory and what is the pain? What is your current circumstance? 
right? What is the drain? What's pulling on you versus where do you want to be? And and then what steps do you need to take to get there? What's the gain? What's the outcome you're after? So I just, I want to take what you've said and make it even more general because I think that, I think that this lesson can actually help everybody, honestly. Um, you get clear on the goal, right? Yeah. You get clear on, well, okay, if I'm here and what I really want is there, um, I have to do something different in order to move from here to there. I call that the GPS, like know where you're starting, know what your outcome is, yep. and then you got to move in order to get guidance, right? So, yep. so that's that. Get clear on the goal. Focus on who, not how. Also, again, about support. Also, again, about who's watching you, who's got to be in your circle, who's not in your circle. Because there are going to be people who haven't done what you want to do, who are going to tell you, that can't be done. Who are you to do that, right? They're going to be the detractors and distractors. And yep. um, and so you've got to focus on who's in and who's out. Um, you talked about distribution, which is like, well, how many people are you going to reach? How many lives are you going to touch in your quest? And and then, you know, the bottom line is you've got to move. you got to do something to be different. And and that gets back to, well, who do you want to be? What do you want to be? And what step are you taking today to be different than you were yesterday and to be closer to who you say you want to be tomorrow? So I just for me, when you're talking about like, this is how you write, this is how you produce a podcast, this is how you, uh, <laughs> this is how you become really. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I wanted to point that out that, that for any of the audience members, you're listening to this, you're watching this. It's like, you're starting where you are right now. You're different than who you were. You want to be or have a life that's different than where you are. And whether that means you're writing or creating or podcasting, it's like, well, what step are you going to take to be that next, that next level person? I just wanted to like tie a little bow on every little brilliant thing you said. So thank you. No, I'm like in my head right now, thinking about all the people who came, like I'm thinking about Sharon Osborne knocking down on my boss, on, on, on my boss's door and saying that she doesn't know what it is that needs to happen, but something needs to happen. It's Osborne's and it's MTV and it just feels right. And just keep thinking about it. Just keep thinking about it. And then eventually an idea came up that worked. We had some space and then the network gave us an opportunity to test it out and, and it ended up changing into genre. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Sometimes knowing what you want doesn't doesn't mean you know how to get there. That's where finding the who's help you close that gap. And I think that that's what I love. That's how I'm using podcasting now. I come from TV. I was trained to network up. To be honest, I was trained. Oh, who's the who's the SVP? Who's the EVP? Who's the president? Know the know the power players. Let me tell you something about media. It is a peer to peer game. This I've never been. Nothing has. There's a no more destabilized. Stabilized. Stable. I don't know. I don't know which. I don't know which way it is. But there's there's never been a more of a feeling of TV producers, podcast producers, one year out of college, thirty years veteran network executive that have had the same seat at the table that I'm seeing now as now um, it's, 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 it's just a brilliant time. And, and also the cool thing is like, we're all kind of figuring out how our brands fit in this audio video digital world that we're living in. We're all asking ourselves this question. This is maybe something 20 years ago that I felt only people who want to be on TV ask this question. When you just described how I do what I do, I realized I've come up with a, a way to help people change their lives um, and do it responsibly because it's being recorded and millions of people are going to see it. That's, yeah. this is so funny. Now I'm having, again, this like active observer, like I'm, I'm having this like moment again where I'm like, oh, that's so interesting that I, because I think um, I shared with you right before we started this call, one of the, I, when I went to school, I wanted to go to psychology. I want, I went for psychology. I wanted to be a psychologist. Uh, I just thought that like, that was a very serious job and like, I would, didn't want to be responsible for changing people's lives. 
I don't know if you've been listening to this episode. My whole life has been focused on changing people's lives. It absolutely but I do, has. I bring, I bring humor and humility and, and an interesting human process to an otherwise cold media world. Now that we have rights, now that we have ownership over podcast and and our space and what what we can do with it, this is a it's a really it's a really empowering time to help people feel empowered as creators on and off camera behind and in front of the mic it's, it's a really cool time right now this like minute to be able to offer my experience that i've had um and still be as genuinely curious about how everyone creates um because that's what fuels the fire i love it, it it's uh, you're you're singing my language really when you talk about curiosity you know, I I will often refer to Curious George being my spirit animal. And um, like, you know, he gets into so much trouble, but he always <laughs> finds a way a way through and and um he's you got know, a process. Right. And <laughs> and for me, curiosity, when you live in curiosity, you can't live in judgment. When you're in this space of judgment, you're shutting so much out and you're missing yeah. so much. And so being able to to say, okay, well. Talk, let's explore this creative process and what does this one person have to bring and maybe that sparks something else that this other person has to bring and you're absolutely right that uh, that there is this it's kind of i don't know it's this flow it's this mm -hmm. now is such a great time to 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 bring who you are i think you know it's like yeah. just bring who you are and, yeah, i see that i see it that way too by the way it may, maybe it's not for everybody but i'll say this it is for me so like reach out and say <laughs> share, share your like share share your experiences with me and connect with me i like now is a good time for me to connect with people at scale at mass and one-on-one -on -one. i've i've through podcasting and through speaking and through social media have found a really um, happy rhythm and it's, it's so invigorating and it's, 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 um, it's very, very structured by the way. I have a very corporate creative background, but I allow myself to get lost without needing to get lost. Like, as we say, I, I allow myself to, I, I'm very focused um, on getting lost. <laughs> that's, that that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's, let's boost you a bit. Um, very, <laughs> very overtly right that it's that it's like you are doing amazing things in the um it's, it's almost like the publicity space right that you are doing things in a way that you help people boost their if you've got a podcast if you've got a public presence of any kind if you've got any foot in 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 any of the public arenas um that you know you've got your eye on things where you go well have you done this and this mm -hmm. um and and so you're you're actually inviting people to work with you to do that right specifically yeah i'm i'm, I'm you know it's funny when you talk about something earlier about like if someone doesn't know how to do what you want to do like good <laughs> That means it hasn't been done yet. That means like the, the, now we're getting good. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I love unchar unchartered territories. I love helping people tackle unchartered territories. I'm good at complementing your core goal and helping you understand how to tap into an audience in a way that can help you. So, so we're a publicist. I work. I work either directly with the business owner, the brand owner, or generally their publicist. The publicist can get you visibility. What I do is make you more shareable. The publicist will get you more visibility on television, on print. What I'm going to do is make your appearance more shareable. I'm going to, I help you understand how to be more interesting and intriguing. I help you understand what what the audience might find to be fascinating about you and what what they also might find to have in common with you um and i i help you understand how to use phrasing and talk to a large group of people with one specific person in mind without you needing to feel like you need to niche down and know your audience it's not sometimes we don't know by the way who 
I would love to know my audience. And yes, I know there's there's a an answer in there somewhere. And I can certainly like play by the books and I I can do audience development for you. But the truth is when you get down to it, seat by seat, you're talking to so you're talking to an audience. I got my start in this TV industry by audience coordinating. So I I know the 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 value of those seats. Mm-hmm. And uh so I, I know that it's, so anyway, that being said, um that might be helping you um, do more interesting collaborations, uh, appearing on new platforms in a unique way. Uh, it could be how you execute something, um, the technology that you use. It can be an award that you may be eligible for, you might not even know about. Um, it could be a collaboration opportunity that you may have for yourself, or maybe another platform is looking for someone similar to you and I can align you know, goals. For me, that, that's what it's about is Leveraging the, for me, the 25 years of TV and public needs, and and I'm very tapped into um, network mandates, and I get you know requests, and I know what what platforms are looking for studio based shows because they have a, a studio that they need to shoot in. So, so now you know, so I, I know certain things that I I can connect the dots on, and uh, especially with true crime, and some of those those TV networks too, it's easy to. It's easy, if you if you if you if you got what the networks are looking for, which is basically case exclusivity, then you're in good shape. But if 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 you're the only person who can talk about a case, you're the only person who can talk in, and it's been adjudicated, then um, I can help you out pretty quickly with something like that. But amazing, I, and and I I like the stories, the people who are creating those conversations around them. They're responsible, um, specifically oxygen as well in the, in the NBC world. It's not about the the um, details of the crime. It's about the part of humanity that let this crime happen and how did we get here and the who of it all, you know? Um, so just, I can't, I can't wait for you to write a book about all of this. It's kind of like, you know, for you to, to go, <laughs> yeah, this is what I saw. And, yes. and, and it looks like this, but the players were this. And that's like, again, it's sort of like a, it's an accordion style superpower. It's sort of like, it looks like this, but it, you know, we niche it down and it's like this, but it's really this big. And it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just the way you talk about stuff is, is, uh, it's compelling. I so, appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm I, compelled by it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And, and you draw us in, which is also good. Um, amazing. So here's, uh, here's the question. Like we're, we're coming close to the, the end of our time together. And so the questions that I like to ask are, and I'll lump them all together for you. Sure. Um, which, <laughs> which is basically, uh, what didn't I ask that you were hoping I'd ask? What, uh, what, did, what else do you want to share and how can people contact you? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Reach out to me on LinkedIn is the best place if you're looking for a social connect. Um, LinkedIn is the best place for me. I also have vpe.tv um, where I have a creator hub. Anything that I've talked about in this episode, I have. Um, I know that there's a lot of great strategists and strategy that's out there. I really tried to focus on tactics. So our creator hub is literally, you know, I talked about, you know, awards that you may be worthy of winning and uh, some some other ways to stand out. I have I have literal step by step guides, all for free on the Creator Hub. I'm very passionate about supporting the uh, information that I put out there. Um, do do I really get to answer that first? What do I wish that you asked me? That you still have time to ask me this question. So I, not to put you on the spot, but I wish you would have asked me to come back. You know. Hey, Vinny. Yeah. I would love it if you'd come back. <laughs> yes. Would you? By the way, I pre- I really appreciate that. Two things. One, I really want that. Two, I just what a cool um what a cool uh uh lesson of uh I'm blushing right now of asking for things that you want in the moment when you want them instead yeah. of like some awkward weird phone call. And also if he said no, he could have edited it out. So I was it's giving true. them options. Yeah. <laughs> I really like, appreciate that, but I would know, love to. But here's, right. So I have a, I have a rule, which is ask me anything and, and it's, and it's, you're going to get an honest response. And if it's something like, well, I choose not to answer that. That's the honest response. If you, if you are asking me, Hey, will you ask me, will you ask me back? Uh, I could say, well, you know, I have this rule of, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't have rules. 
It's like, you know what? I'd love to have you back. I think you've got a wealth of information. So yes, our audience will see you again. I will see you again. Um, so I love that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, so for people who are listening this deep into the episode, then like, let's get some, like, let's get some feedback. Let's get some notes and like, send me some, send me some thoughts and questions and yeah, I will too. find where you post this and we'll start a little chat right there so that people know how to, how to throw some questions our way. But you know, changing people's lives is something that I didn't, I didn't really, you know, I, I kind of worked at MTV. I saw it as a form of entertainment and I took it really responsibly um and i've seen it for the better and for the worst by the way i think that what we have now is the ability to have ownership for for one of the first times in like that's out there ownership over our voice our, our, our likeness our image and not have to go through some of the public gates to be able to get our podcasting on broadcast networks and i want to help people expand and reach reach and make real big impact and i, I think we can do that individually and as a group and through podcasting, it makes it really easy to do so. It's amazing. Yay. Uh, yeah, all right. So with that, up. I will say thank you. Vinny Parastivo has been our, uh, our, our guest, my guest, our guest uh, today. Um, will you tell me one thing? Have I been sure. pronouncing your last name correctly? Yeah. How'd you say Parastivo? Yeah. Yeah. Parastivo. Parastivo. Right. Very good. Cause there's, I mean, you know, you can, I know this is a very. I'm coming out of the holidays with my, one side of majority of my family saying Podestivo. Yes, I say very what they say very American Podestivo. But I I said no Podestivo is more American because Italian it would be Potestivo. So it's either Potestivo. do it or don't. But that weird <laughs> thing in the middle that yes. feels more American to me than like where I'm taking it. I'm taking it. You know, but. Um, yes. It's uh, it's a lot of syllables, and yes. it's it's nice to hear it out there. I'll, I'll say it that way. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> Either way, it's Vinny Parastivo. Uh, find him uh, continuing listening here. Vinny, thank you. Truly, thank, thank you. you. All righty, this is it. yeah, I appreciate it. This is one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most. And I call it one sharp sword versus a thousand dull knives. Uh, every so often I bring that up. So one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most. I've had Vinny Potestivo with me today. I am Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor.